it's good. It's good to be at church this morning. I love it. Um, so I suppose the last few weeks I've been really struck by leaders' vulnerabilities in certain things. You know, we've had um, Tim last week sort of share vulnerability, which I'll talk about later. And then David, I think, also said, you know, when he preached that actually he was going through stuff at work. Um, and I just think there's power in actually having someone at the front be vulnerable. And so I'll be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to be preaching on this morning. Um, I, I'd signed myself up for it a while ago. And I normally, dad normally gives us, or like Trevor normally gives us like a kind of a plan or way he wants to go. And my worst nightmare is going, here's a blank canvas. You can preach on whatever you want. Because I'm like, oh no, is God saying the right thing? I don't know. Or like, not, am I listening to the right thing? Not, is God saying the right thing? Um, and so it got to about maybe two weeks before today. And I'm just panicking. I'm like, God, I haven't heard anything from you. I don't know what's going on. And um, yeah, it was all very stressy. And then I felt God just really whisper to me, like, I've got this. It's okay. And, um, and I looked through, so ages and ages and ages ago, before I even ever preached, I, um, I had a book, a notebook that when I had a word given to me from God, I'd write down. And sometimes it would feel like basic preach notes, and sometimes it would just feel like a word. And I feel like this, is, this preach is kind of in the mixture of those, because God gave me this word in 2018, so obviously quite a while ago. And I felt like God just gave me that gentle reminder to come back to it and just say, this is the phrase that I want you to preach about, um, you know, and I hope that it resonates with you as much as it did when God spoke to me. So this morning, my aim is to just, um, I suppose, ask three questions. So not necessarily in a judgmental way or, a, you know, trying to guilt you or anything like that, because I think sometimes when we get challenged, it can sometimes, I don't know, like I know sometimes I feel a bit like, oh, am I supposed to feel guilty? Like, what's going on here? And actually, again, I would just say, like, this is God's gentle whisper to say, just think about it. Just like these three questions I want you to kind of meditate on in the week. And I pray that, um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of, something pops into your head as the weeks go on and think, oh, okay, I remember what Annie was talking about. Um, so this morning, I've realized I don't have a clicker. Do you, do you okay? Suddenly went to click and went, oh, I've got nothing in my hand. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Good old technology. So here we go. Come on, you can do it. Okay, this is going to be great. I could just tell. Okay, well, <laughs> it's fine. We've had technology problems this morning. Um, so this morning's title or kind of phrase that I felt God speak to me about, oh, we're going to do this, are we? Okay. Oh, gosh, I love technology. Um, <laughs> is um, be uh, hikers, not hitchhikers. So I don't know if you saw my Facebook post um, yesterday. I posted two pictures, which maybe will come up. We'll see. And one of them is a picture of two people with backpacks kind of climbing up a mountain. And another one is someone hitchhiking, so someone with their thumb out. Um, 
And I've got to say, when God gave me this phrase a while ago, I actually realised I was thinking about rock climbing, which is not the same as hiking. And then I realised I'm getting really confused. So <laughs> I had to be like, God, is this the right thing? Yes, Wendy, well done. We've got a green background, but it's fine. Yeah, so these two images, I mean, this is a slightly different image than the one on Facebook, but anyway. Um, and so I wanted to just kind of reflect on these two ideas that's like, one is like, yes, well done, this way, excellent. Um, <laughs> one, um, what is the difference between these two photographs and kind of like how we can learn from it? I'm obviously a visual person, so pictures really help me. And so God always gives me pictures before I know anything about what I'm going to preach. And so just kind of have these two pictures in your mind. Um, and so the first question, let's see if it's... Oh, here we go. The first question, well done, <laughs> I wanted to ask is, um, are you willing to do the walk to gain the reward? Um, and I was thinking about the difference between hiking and hitchhiking. And hiking takes a lot more effort. When we, you know, when we're climbing up a mountain, me and Chris a while ago went to the Peak District, and I'm not the fittest person on the planet, so I was not prepared for it, but it takes a lot of work. You have to plan out your route. You have to, you know, have time, energy, patience, all of that. And hitchhiking is more kind of you get into someone's car and hope for the best, hope you get to your destination. Um, and actually, you know, when we're following God, it takes work. It takes that commitment. It takes that time, that patience, that energy to kind of um, follow God. But then when you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, wow, this view is insane. And like, when we kind of really grasp what God is about and have that, you know, strong relationship with Jesus, we get that same feeling of, wow, God, what are you doing in this space? Like, how awesome is this? Instead of kind of trying to cheat our way to that sort of thing. And obviously, there are times where we are not our best selves. You know, we all fall short of the glory of God. And there are times where we mess up and we're not as Christ-like as we would like. But God is gracious in that. And if we continue to put in that work and kind of put in the time, energy, and patience, then God reveals new things for us and blesses us. So I wanted to read out James 1, 19 verses, oh no, chapter 1, verses 19 to 25. And it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And I just think that's so good that, you know what, when we put the time and effort to actually build our relationship with Jesus, we're blessed by it. And it does take hard work and it does take kind of perseverance, but God's promise is that you'll be blessed in it and, and how good are God's blessings. I just, I just think it's so good. You know, I haven't, I haven't been to the gym in years. I think I joined when I was at uni, probably like 
six, I don't even know when that was. Um, I probably did about three sessions. So we've worked out, I just won't pay for the gym anymore because I won't go. Um, but if I decided to do a London Marathon and hadn't been to the gym, do you think I'm going to be ready or I'm going to have the, the, um, the stamina to keep going? No, I'm going to be like... <gasps> I'm so tired. And I'll just be like crawling along the floor by the end of it. I think actually the London Marathon is happening today or some marathon's happening today. Um, and it is a little bit like that. When we don't exercise our relationship with Jesus, that mountain, that climb and that hiking takes more effort. It's a lot harder. And so when we're exercising that faith and that relationship with Jesus, that hike doesn't feel so... Um, so significant. Chris, when um, he went on his stag do, they took him up Snowdonia. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been. So there's two ways to go up Snowdonia. There's one, there's a train that just goes all the way up. And then obviously you can walk it or hike it. And, um, and the boys thought it'd be a really great idea to um, hike up Snowdonia for his, for his stag do, except for the fact that they didn't have breakfast in the morning. They didn't really pack any snacks. No one had even warned him that he was going to go up Snowdonia. So I'm pretty sure he wore like normal standard trainers. He didn't actually bring anything like useful to walk in. Um, and then I almost get, I think they brought like one bottle of water to share between five of them. Like it was, yeah, it, it wasn't great. So do you think Chris got to the top of Snowdonia? Just have a little guess. No, he did not. Bless him. <laughs> him and a mate kind of stopped, I think, about three quarters of the way and just went, I, I just can't. I'm tapped out. I know I've got to get back down. So I need to conserve my energy. And some of the other boys, they went to the top and it was all great and things like that. But they weren't prepared. They didn't know what they were doing. And so it was effort. And they didn't get to the place they wanted to be at because they hadn't put that preparation in. And sometimes, you know, we can be asking God for things. And when we haven't put that prep and that exercise in, it feels like, why, isn't things work, why aren't things working out? Or why, do, why does nothing make sense? And actually, it's because we haven't put, we haven't exercised that part of our walk with God yet. Okay. Deuteronomy 28. 1 to, six, uh, 1 to 9 says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all of his commandments, I give today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come onto you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from, direct, from one direction but flee from you in seven The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand onto. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in obedience with him. Do you, do you see this message that God is looking and going, if you follow me, if you do the things I've asked you to do, if you build that relationship with me, I will bless you like all these things. Just 
it's just mind-blowing. And, you know, some of this language is kind of talking a lot about farming and crops and kind of maybe it feels like, oh, that doesn't really resonate with me. But God still blesses in the modern day. This right now is what it, they needed at the time. And God knows what we need at the time, you know. And so God will bless us when we obey him. It takes work and, yeah, it takes that planning. I don't know if you watched, guys, a couple of... I don't even know, a couple of months ago now. Um, but I watched the Euros uh, women's rock climbing final, I think it was. And it was incredible watching, like, you know, I think a rock climb that was kind of like this angle was quite insane. And they're methodically planning and going, okay, where is my best route? What is my strength? Where do I need to go to get to the top? And obviously some made it and some didn't. Um, and sometimes it takes a little bit of that planning. You know, I mean, I'm a planner. I love a plan. <laughs> I know not everybody is. But it's that times where you go, okay, God, like, how do I involve you in these aspects of my life that I don't know where I'm going to go? And it's, it's just, yeah, I just think God is in our thought processes. So he knows. He sees what go, is going to go before us. He knows the plan. And so relax in the fact that actually... When we put in that hard work and it feels like we just want the easier route, we just want to kind of do the hitchhiking thing and just kind of get to the destination, good, we made it. It's not as satisfying as going with God and going, God, I'm going to walk with you even though this is tiring, even though my feet hurt, even though I'm looking at the top going, I don't know if I'm even going to get there. But actually, when we walk with God, when we do that kind of that, that hike, there is blessings that come from that when we work and get to the top. When I, um, when I did Escape and Pray, we actually tried to hitchhike, which I'm not sure was the best plan. Three young females in a country we didn't really know. It wasn't the best idea. But um, we tried to hitchhike because we were like, we just sat and prayed and was like, God, we need to get from the airport into the main city. We haven't got any money. Um, just, just provide us a car, you know. And so we did hitchhike for a little bit. And didn't, it wasn't actually successful at all. We ended up walking about an hour and a half to the main city centre in the end. But it was nerve-wracking. I was there. You know, we were all kind of putting out our thumbs. And I'm going, what if, some, what if, I'm, what if we're picked up by a weirdo? What if, we're, what if we're in danger? Three young, vulnerable females. What if I don't get to my destination? What if they drive us somewhere? Because we don't speak the language. I think it was in France at the time. I don't speak French. What if we get to a destination and actually it's nowhere near where we wanted to go because we've got a language barrier and now we're dumped in the middle of nowhere? All these kind of uncertainties happen when we try and kind of take that like easier route. When we rely on other things... It means that we may not get to our destination. There may be all these kind of questions that, that kind of crop up that mean that sometimes we're in danger. And that's not where we want to be. I think sometimes I always have to challenge myself that am I turning up just on a Sunday morning and expecting my relationship with God to grow just on that Sunday morning, that three hours on a Sunday and honestly, every time, God's like, I need more. I need more time from you. I need that extra effort. And so I have to be really disciplined to be like, I need to open my Bible. I need to pray. I'm trying to pray every day now, which, trust me, it was a discipline because I wasn't very good at it at the time a while ago. But 
it means that actually now my relationship with God is more fruitful. It's growing. And actually when I come on the sun, when I come today, like at church on my Sunday, it's not a refresher, like, oh, better top up, you know, the jug of water because I'm empty. It's actually just like, oh, now we're overflowing because actually the jug is so full. I just want more. And I get excited and, you know, the worship today was great. And I just felt like at one point I was like, oh, I just, I can't stop moving. I mean, I'm one of those people anyway, but I just couldn't. I was just like, I'm excited to be in God's presence. And that's what happens when we put in that extra effort. Instead of just turning up, I know like, don't get me wrong, not everyone can turn up on a Sunday and I know people's weeks are busy, but trust me the fruitfulness and the blessings that come from it when we really invest in our relationship with Jesus is just awesome the second question I wanted to ask you is are you seeking help from other things to get you to your destination instead of walking with God and so again if we're kind of thinking about this you know hiking versus hitchhiking one is easier than the other it is easy to turn to other things then actually do the hard work with Jesus. You know, sometimes it takes a lot more discipline. If someone has really wound you up, it's easier to just post something on Facebook and just get a little ranty and, and then it's over than actually just stop and actually pray for that person. Trust me, like, I, it, I, I know you guys know, but it, it's tough to try and almost change your thinking. But that's what it is. When we turn and go, actually, are we going to walk with God? Or are we just going to turn to other things to kind of satisfy, you know, our, um, our own desires? 1 Peter 4, 7. I didn't actually write on here. But 1 Peter 4, 7 says, Let the Lord have all your worries and cares, for he is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. We have a God that cares about where we're coming. We have a God that cares about the here and now, the, a God that loves us so much, that treasures us. I, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather walk with a God that loves me, that is someone that is certain, someone that is going to be there for me no matter what, than turn my eyes to things that are just so unmeaningful, you know, that are momentary, that are just not good for me. I want to walk with the one who loves me. It's so much better when we do that. You know, it means that we're putting ourselves in a good, on a good path to get to that mountaintop, almost like, like if Chris had actually prepared when he'd gone to Snowdonia and they'd brought the snacks, the water, walking shoes, all that stuff, then it would have made it easier. And I'm not saying, you know, there will be obviously trials in life. We all know that we all go through different things. I'm not saying it will be easy with those things. But what I'm saying is when we're, we're, when we're walking with Jesus, it makes it easier than if we were trying to walk alone. If we were trying to turn to other things. Oh, am I going to be able to even read this? John 10, 1, 11 says... Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is a shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. 
but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they, they know not to recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have, are thieves and robbers, and the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that you may have life and have it in the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I just love that scripture because, you know, God is reassuring us. That's like, if you walk with me, I'm going to look after you. But there's an enemy out there that wants to steer you away. There is somebody that does not want you to be that closer to Jesus. Oh, sorry. He doesn't want to be, you know, he wants to steer you off course. And, you know, everyone's, everyone's lives are different. and I do get that. But when I was, I was baptized at 13 years old and I made a commitment to myself then and there and a commitment to God that I would be at church every Sunday. Um, and then when I got to kind of, I don't know, maybe 16, 17, and my friends wanted to go out and, or like we'd party on the Saturday, it meant that on the Sunday I was turning up because I said, I'm going to be at church on a Sunday because I need it. And it meant that when it got to about 18 and I wanted to find jobs and I started my own photography business and all this sort of stuff, it meant that I had to turn away jobs or money because I'm like, my commitment is church. I know that's where I need to be. I know being a teenager sometimes sucks and, and is vulnerable and is difficult. And if I come to church, that's my grounding. And it did mean that sometimes it limited what I could do. You know, I worked in schools for the last five years and now I work for the council, still working with young people. But I knew I couldn't, you know, go get a retail job because I'm like, I know they are going to pressure me into working a Sunday and I don't want to do that. I knew I couldn't be, you know, working in a restaurant because I knew that they would pressure me to work on a Sunday and I refused to do that. And, you know, I'm not saying as in like everyone has to be at church on a Sunday, but for me, it meant sacrifices. And I knew that if I did, made those sacrifices that God would lead me into places where he wanted me to go. And quite frankly, God has never let me down with jobs, ever. You know, I, I made a decent amount of money from a very young age doing my own business. And then when I started, kind of, I left uni and I finished and did full-time work, I've had very small moments of unemployment, but mostly I've been employed consistently since I left university. And I really do believe for me personally, and like I said, like every, everybody's journey is different, but I really believe personally that God, you know, sees that commitment that I say, I want to be here on a Sunday. I want to spend those few hours with you. If nothing else, I want to be here. And God has provided knowing that that's the path we, you know, we walk together. And like I said, like, it's not, you know, it's not everyone's option you know we went to um we went to an autism awareness for churches a few of us went the other week and that was interesting because actually they, they were talking about church isn't just your four walls on a sunday it's not just being in this place for me it is 
But they were talking about, you know, forest school. Your church might be arts and crafts and kind of like worshipping at home. It might, it might just look like kind of setting time in the week, you know, to pray or, or whatever your church looks like. Your church doesn't have to be, you know, the four walls on a Sunday. For me, it is. But, that, you know, I'm not I'm one person. Everyone has a different story. But spend that time with Jesus. Commit to that every single week I'm going to do church, whatever that church looks like. Because when we walk with Jesus, it means that we don't sometimes, or it feels easier maybe to not feel things like this, where the enemy struggles more and more to get to us when we just root ourselves in Jesus more and more every day. It's harder to pull out a tree that has really strong roots going down than it is to pluck out a little sapling. See, Shrista, she does lots of gardening, I'm the same. And it is, it's like, I had, a, I had a really big tree stump in my garden. Ben Barnett did a fantastic job of cleaning out my garden. Um, and there was a tree stump that he's like, that is not gonna come out. I'm, I'm, we're, we're gonna have to chop it and you know, look after it, but it's so big, it's not gonna, you can't just yank it out. But you could yank out all the little bits of grass, you know, and the little weeds that were growing because they didn't have roots. And I just think sometimes when we root ourselves in Jesus, it's harder for the enemy to pull us out. So don't, you know, it's, it might be the easier route, it might be the quicker route to look for other things to satisfy us. But trust me, like, when you root yourself in Jesus, it's, it's just... The blessings are just, yeah, they're there. You know what I'm talking about. And then the last question is, are you trying to do it alone? You know, hiking up a mountain, I've never done it alone. I've only ever done it with another person. But if you hike up a mountain alone, you are putting yourself sometimes in more danger. Because if something happens to you, you're by yourself. You don't have someone looking after you. You don't have someone... Yeah, like cheering you on or going, you know, like I said, when we went to the Peak District, Chris had to do a lot of motivating for me to be like, come on, Annie, you can turn up, I'm not going to make it, you know, but he was so good, he's my partner, you know, he's my husband, and so he motivated me, but doing it alone sucks, you know, I was really, um, I was really taken back by Tim last week, and if you weren't here, I don't want to sorry for people that missed it, I don't want to delve too much into his personal life, but he shared something quite significant when he was leading worship. And it wasn't easy, I'm sure it wasn't easy for him to share quite a vulnerable piece of his life. But actually he went, you know what, with God's help, I was able to come out of it. That's the difference. It's with God or without. How difficult are things when we try and do it alone? I'm definitely one of those people that goes, oh, I can do it, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be good, you know. And actually, it puts me, it puts you in more danger. Because when we surround ourselves with God's army, you know, I love the song when we talk about angel, um, angel armies, and it's like, you're surrounded, and it's this, it's similar actually to Sharice sharing about bees today, it's that you're not alone, you're with your brothers and sisters, you're surrounded by Christ, you are much safer when you are surrounded by that than you are if you try and do the hike alone. It's difficult, it's tough, you have to motivate yourself and that's really difficult. So, you know, why do sometimes we pretend that we can do everything on our own strength? 
Because we know that's not true. We get to the place and go, oh yeah, this is really tough. I don't like this anymore. Instead of actually going, God, I just, I just need you. I just need you to walk with me together. You know, it's very biblical to cry out for God in times of need. There are stories time and time again in the Bible of people doing that. But we don't always have to get to the rock bottom before we're asking for God's help. We don't always, you know, it's, you are much safer if you start the hike with someone next to you than when you get to the top and you're in trouble and then you have to like call an ambulance or ask for help. You're much better off starting that journey going, I need somebody. I know this is going to be tough. I know this is going to be long and it's going to, I'm going to need patience and strength and all of that. So why would I do it by myself? It almost, you know, we, we do it all the time and I know I do it all the time, but it is so ludicrous sometimes. Like why we're trying to, yeah, trying to get to the mountaintop and we only ask for God when we're, when we're really in trouble. When actually God says, I want to be with you at the start before the trouble sets in, you know. He's not oblivious to what's going to happen in our lives. He knows there will be trouble ahead and he goes, let me in talk to me, invite me in. We can walk together and do this and I will be there for you. I will be your strength. Don't do it alone. Um, at Sizewell, I had a word and I've been carrying it for a little bit and I just didn't know whether to share it and I was like, I think this is just a word for me, quite honestly. And then as I was prepping for the preach, I felt like God's just saying, now's the time. Now's the time. So I can't remember. Yeah, I do have a picture. Um, so I had this picture, this isn't, in my head it looks slightly different, but I couldn't actually find a Google image of what I wanted. But um, at Sizewell, I had a very clear word from God, and it just said, you can't do it alone. And he gave me a picture of a, like a really old, metal, heavy steam train. And I was a little bit like this. I'm trying to pull it all by myself, thinking, you know, I, d I don't even know. But this is, this is my life constantly. My husband will tell you, I just seem to want to do things on my own strength and then get to the point where I'm so burnt out and tired and I go, I need help. And I felt like God gave me this picture and said, like I said, like, you can't do it alone. And then the picture started to change. A man in my vision came along and started putting coal in the train and got the fire going. And that meant the train was able to move a little bit better. And slowly, bit by bit, with that person kind of fueling that fire and the heat going and the coals going, the wheels started turning on the train and it meant it was easier to pull. It was still hard work, but I needed someone to put that fuel into the train before I could move it. Um, and I mean, at the time, there's just, yeah, there's just some things that like, in my life, there's certain things that I'm trying to figure out with God and be like, where do you want me to be? And where do you want me and Chris to be and stuff like that? And constantly, I just feel like I, for me personally, I get to a place where I map out most of my life. And then when it's like a crossroads, then I'm like, right, God, which way do I need to go? And actually God's like, 
why are you trying to do most of the journey alone when actually you could use my help at the start? And I just, I just love God because he doesn't give me pictures of things that make no sense to me. He doesn't give me pictures of flamingos or pictures of, I don't know, bugs or something that I don't really know anything about. Like, if you know me and Chris, you know that both of me really like trains, and me and Chris like trains. And so God not only uses these pictures for me and will do for you that really resonate to me, but also I just felt like, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know if someone else needed to hear this. That's, uh, that's all I can say. Like, God just went, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna share it now. Um, but yeah, like, I just felt like this word really, like, smacked me in the eyes and I'm just, yeah, I'm just so often trying to climb the mountain by myself. And actually sometimes, similarly, like I said at the start, to, to share that vulnerability, I think it's important sometimes to hear our leaders go, I just need that bit of help. Like, I just, and, and you know, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at, where you're at with your Christian walk, if you even know Jesus, it's tough doing things by yourself. It is so, if, I, I don't know, like, it's just... Like I'm waffling now, but <laughs> this picture just, I can't tell you how I'm reminded of it every single day. Every day I try and do, I literally start my day and then God literally just does that little whisper and goes, you can't do this alone. And I go, right, I need to reset. I need to think about this. Do I want to pull that metal train by myself or do I need somebody to help me fuel that and help the wheels start turning and help things going in motion? And so yeah, it's, I think it's a challenge. I think it's a challenge to sort of n remind ourselves that actually we don't have to do life by ourselves. Um, I'm going to... Dave. Oh, no, you're... Okay, Ian, can I borrow you a sec? Thanks. He doesn't know I'm going to do this. Sorry. So... Try not to break my laptop. So I've got, I've got a bag here. If you could just hold it. Like, from the handles, that would be great. Okay, cool. So, so often, in life, it's a little bit like this. So, we kind of start our day, and things start going into, the, into our bag, right? It might be stresses from work. It might be you woke up late. It might, be, it might be anything, right? You have an argument with your partner. And then, bit by bit, the bag starts feeling a little bit heavier, I mean, I I'm sure you're fine, but let me know when to stop, just in case. And we just keep, and we just keep packing the trolley. And not even stopping to think, oh, I wonder if this is getting a bit heavy yet. I wonder if, you know, I wonder if I'm struggling. Ian's going to do the whole thing, I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> if this was me, this felt heavy when I carried this around. I don't know if now I've got anything left. Oh, one more. Right, okay. Okay, if you could just walk around the room with that for a little bit. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> if I, if I, you can leave it. If I asked Ian, right, to hold this, this bag, which, is it, is it, you know, there's only one answer to this. Is it a heavy bag? So, so. <laughs> Look at someone trying to be strong. Okay, thank you. Right. <laughs> for me, it's a heavy bag, right? There is tons of shopping in here. It is difficult to carry. If I tried to carry this, so, so, are you actually joking? Like, <laughs> If I tried to carry this all day, I would be tired afterwards. You would look at this shopping and go, why are you carrying this around all day? Like, it's, 
you know, you know it's heavy, put it down. Or ask for help. I never go shopping. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I never used to. Now I have a car, it's slightly different. But when I didn't have a car, I never went shopping on my own. Because I'm looking at this shopping and going, I can't carry this all by myself. It would be ludicrous for me to break my back and hurt myself every day carrying around this heavy shopping. So why do we do this when, we're, when we have troubles in our life? Why do we think, you know, we're the big man and just can hold this all day long? Because I tell you what, I, I probably couldn't hold this for more than about two minutes before my arms started shaking, and I'm like, I'm done. I've done it a few times at uni. It was not fun, let me tell you. We try and do things on our own strength when actually God is the one that gives us strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not, I can do all things through Annie who strengthens me or Annie who strengthens myself, right? It is God. We need Christ. We need that partnership. We need to walk and do that hike together. Otherwise, it's, you're going to get tired, it's going to be tough. Just, yeah. I just felt like, you know, God spoke to me about... Have I got anything else? No, lovely. These three questions. And I just hope that kind of in the week, you ask yourself some of these. You might, you, might, you know, only resonate with one of them. But the first one, are you willing to do the walk to gain the reward? So are you trying to kind of... Walk with God and know that he's going to bless you. Or are you trying to go up that mountain without the snacks, the water, the training, all that sort of stuff? Are you seeking help from other things to get to your de destination instead of walking with God? Are you seeking out other things? Are you putting someone else in the driver's seat? You know, when you hitchhike, you don't, the, the person at the wheel is the one in control. It's not you as the passenger. You hope you're going to get to the same destination, but... You don't know. If we turn to other things, we don't know where we're going to end up. But you know what? When God's in the driver's seat, when we walk with him, we know exactly where we're going to end up because God knows. It doesn't matter so much that maybe we're not sure because we have a God that cares about us, that loves us, that you know, gives us strength, that he knows exactly where we're going. And are you trying to do it alone? Are there things in your life that you're just looking and going, I... I don't know why I've got to this point and I'm still trying to do this without Jesus. Like, catch yourself in those moments and go, God, I think I've just been a bit silly. I think I've just been trying to carry this shopping all day, every day, and thinking I could do it by myself, which I can't. I need help. Ask for God's help at the bottom of the mountain instead of the top when you get there and go, oh no, now I need help. Start asking for God's strength, for God's peace, for God's endurance before you set yourself off on a journey. Put that prep time in. Spend some time, some quality time with Jesus in your week, reading his word, getting that kind of that sustenance that you need or praying and going, God, where do you want me to be? Sitting, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time sitting, asking God for answers and you know what I get? Nothing. Nothing. Like, and I have to sit again and again and again. And I'm waiting and going, God, I'm really trying this time. Please speak to me now. And, um, and God's just going, we need to do this together. It's not a one-hit wonder. I don't just give you something. 
and then you go do the journey alone. You've got to continually walk with me. It's, it's tough, and it changes your whole mindset, but when we do it, trust me, there will be more relief. There will be someone that carries this for you, that goes, it's okay. I know it's going to be tough. I know you're going to go through rubbish things, and it's going to be heavy, but let me take it instead of yourself. I'm going to pray to finish. Lord, I just, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that your word is alive. I thank you, Father, that you are never too far, that you are right here, right next to us, and we know exactly where we are going because you set the path for us, Father. I pray that, you know, in the week we we question these things, we we catch ourselves and you remind us of these things to go walk with me. Don't do these things alone. Don't look for something else. Be prepared. God, I thank you that you are all encompassing, that no matter what our needs are, you meet them, you fulfill them. And you are awesome in that. I pray that we have a blessed week this week and you continue to help us grow and our hearts to be more full with you, Lord. In your name. Amen.